0: Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 367. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Welcome to this blogcast, the 367th of these. Uh, if you are just joining me, welcome. And uh, I'm going to say a few things, then I'm going to read a blog and then I'm going to sing you a song. That's how this goes. I'm recording slightly later than I meant to, wanted to, intended to, whatever, because there was a big old loud thunderstorm um, that you would have heard. I mean, maybe that would have been cool. I don't know. But it was also just like really distracting. And then it stopped and there were two rainbows outside, which I had to go look at. Named as I am, I, I have to, it is in my contract with myself that I must go and look at rainbows when they appear. And there were two of them. I mean, there was one and then two, and then the second one faded and there was just the one, but it was very beautiful. And that does not happen every day in New York City. Also, it's uh, 9-11, 22nd anniversary of 9-11, which is also the 22nd anniversary of my theater company. Uh, so it's a full it's a full day and we had a full weather complement. The we had the whole range. It was stormy and rainbowy and hot and cool and all of it, it has come and gone all day long. Very uh full day. It's been a full day of weather <laughs> here in New York. Um so What I am going to read to you today is a blog about um, the residency that I went to this summer. I'm not doing a 9-11 specific episode today, but I have in the past. So if you're like, gosh, I really want to hear some thoughts about this anniversary, well, I got you covered. So there's an episode uh, that I did on the 20th anniversary or recorded, I wrote on the 20th anniversary and then got, you know, came out later as, as they do. Um, and that is called, in which I attempt to reflect on the 20th anniversary of the things And it is episode 274, so you can find that in your podcast feed should you want to hear a uh, a reflection on 20 years. Um, You could also, if you were like, gosh, I want more, uh, there's a blog post that did not become a podcast because it was written before the podcast existed. That is, it was written in 2014, which was at least two years before this thing kicked off. Um, but that's in the, uh, you know, the blog feed, uh, it's called ashes and light. You can just search for that. Probably the easiest way to find it, search for it under, in the songs for the struggling artist blog, land, com. Anyway, you can find all those things. Probably Google will get you there just as quick. In any case, uh, there's not much more on that subject for me today, although certainly uh, I'm aware. (laughs) So I'm going to read you this other thing, which is about this summer, uh, and it is called Was the Residency Productive? In the past, I've made my own residencies with the assistance of my friend's generosity of space, these self-styled residencies have always been highly focused and productive dives into a project. But this time, at my first official residency, i.e. not one I made up, I found something quite different than the ones I invented. Funnily enough, I found this group residency not nearly as productive as ones I've done on my own. What with so many activities and long leisurely meals and field trips and lectures and presentations, our days were so jam-packed I could barely squeeze my daily writing practice in, much less dive deeper. There was so much stimulation, so many interesting people, so much to respond to, I found it difficult to drop into the kind of quiet I need to make words into something significant. You might think this trip, this residency, had been a failure if you were measuring by productivity, but it occurs to me that residencies like this one may be for something else. People keep asking me if I had a productive time and I'm not sure how to articulate the time that I had. Did I write pages and pages? No, I mostly cut pages and pages and move things around. And those things are actually harder to do, truth be told. But also, significantly, I went to a place for my art, to be with other artists, to be only an artist for a time, and forget all other identities and most other obligations. It's weird, I know, but the real gift of an experience like this is just to have time and space to only be an artist. You don't have to explain the value of your art when introducing yourself. It is just accepted that you are an artist with a gift and that you came to this place to use it. We all step out of our competitive context to just make art for two weeks. It did feel a little like art summer camp for artists, I suppose, but most of us could use that sort of thing sometimes, I've come to realize. (laughs) Did I find the magic? I was looking for. Not really. But magic doesn't really like to be looked for, so I expect that'll come around when I'm not expecting it. Did some stuff go wrong? Sure. But not so much to outweigh the good. I'm writing this now to try and articulate what that good is, because It feels like it would be useful to put in my next residency application, and whatever it is, it is obviously not productivity. Capitalist notion productivity. I've had some things to say about productivity before, and I might have a few to say in the near future, too. But if it's not I got a lot of work done on my play, what is it? Will it do anything for my career? No idea. Could do, in some Intangible way, nothing I could put a finger on. Why raise the funds to go do something so expensive and far away? Was it worth it? Yes. How so? That's what I'm not clear about. I'll make a list of things. Maybe that'll clear it up. Number one, it's a large boost to be chosen for something competitive and then to be among others who were chosen. It's a nice atmosphere to be among a group of people all feeling lucky to be chosen. Number two, to be working on a play that takes place on the island on which I was standing was very useful. It imbues the work with an atmosphere that might otherwise be missing. I got to hear my play that takes place on a hill in Crete, on a hill in Crete, approximately 62 miles from where it is set. Three, it is a real gift to be surrounded by artists in other disciplines. It is an opportunity to see differently, think differently, imagine other ways of working. Number four, to be in an unfamiliar artistic context means I see my own familiar context through new eyes and can appreciate my own artistic practice anew. Number five, there was this intense, unpredictable wind that blew four days and made me feel crazy. Trying to wrestle with a play while the wind seems like it is actively trying to drive you mad feels like a primal struggle somehow and puts some things into perspective. Number six, I don't think I realized how much of my life as an artist I feel like I have to justify. Please read this article by Andrew Simonet for more on feeling like artists have to apologize for making art. And then I spent two weeks where making art was just a given, and I felt oddly lighter. Number seven, for two weeks, my work really mattered. Every day, someone asked me how the writing was going. One day, I told my housemates that I'd spent the afternoon killing my darlings, and while they are visual artists and had not heard this expression before, they felt it instinctively. Uh, Killing your darlings is when you cut out stuff you really love in your writing because you know it has to go for the greater good. In my normal life, it's rare that I feel what I do matters much. But in having come all that way to work on my play, my play had to matter for a change. It's hard to fall into that sense of futility around making art when everyone is so curious about it. Number eight. For a couple of weeks, I was fun. Number nine. The willingness to jump boundaries and try new things, to cross genre and experiment was really beautifully expressed in this cohort of artists. They tried on each other's media and forms. Every single artist was willing to read a part in my play despite very few of them having any experience with theater and perhaps most movingly, a large group of artists of all varieties agreed to create a dance piece with the choreographer in residence. The general atmosphere was of artists who were up for it, whatever it might be. That's an intoxicating atmosphere. It's funny because it's not like doing a show. I miss everyone I met there, but I don't have the post-show blues the way I usually do after an intense artistic experience. I'm grateful to have gone and grateful to be back. And I would like to get another hug from all the people I met. I'm not sure how I'd frame what all this was for if I had to try to sum it up for my next application for residency. But I think that the fact that I'm thinking about the next application suggests that there was something important to return to. And it isn't productivity. So I reference in this blog that I might have some thoughts about productivity in the future. Uh, and that blog post just came out most recently. So uh, I, I, I've gotten there. And uh, it, it's available on the blog when, if you're ready for it already. Uh, if you prefer to wait for the podcast, that will come out uh, when I get to it. <laughs> I'm not sure how behind I, I am of myself Well, we can figure it out. So uh, residency was in July. I published this on August 8th. It is now September 11th. So, you know, this is roughly two months ago that the events happened. But, you know, this is how my brain works. Like it took me uh, several weeks to process the experience. Then it took longer to get it published. And now here we are uh, with the podcast version. There's just like the I guess there's layers of reflection that happen here. So, um anyway, what I all that to say is if you would like to read more about productivity that blog is now out and up. And what will I sing for you? Well, I was struck by uh this part where I say I didn't find the magic I was looking for. And um, that made me think, oh, how about U2's I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For? <laughs> it's a little bit... I, I uh, Anyway, I also thought that this song would be great because um, a friend of mine is going to see U2 for her 50th birthday, And uh, she's a big U2 fan, as you might imagine. So I thought, well, it'd be nice to do a U2 song. I don't think I've ever done one before. So I will play that for you in a moment on ukulele because U2 on a uke sounds fun. Also, it sounds okay. yeah, so that's coming right up. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like this experience, please share it with someone. Like, review, subscribe if you would like to support it with your dollars. Amazing. There's patreon.com/slash Emily R Davis. There's also Kofi. There's PayPal. You could subscribe on my Substack, which admittedly is a little bit behind uh, in terms of uh, you know how up to date it is, but will become up to date if anyone were to uh, subscribe with their with their monies. <laughs> anyway, all those links are in the show notes, so you can do find those things there. And if you see the image, I know I know some podcast apps don't like put the image into their. Um, feed, but this image on this one is these guys with big bags of concrete, lowering them onto the ground up these hills on a crane. It's really something to see. So uh, if you don't see it in your podcast app, you can find it on the blog website, artiststruggle.wordpress.com. Yes. So Here, I shall present to you, uh, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, You 2s I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, on a ukulele.
1: I have climbed highest mountains, I have run. Sun still running. you broke the bonds and you loose the chains carried the cross of, of my shame of my shame